crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of A Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. It's a beautiful day in the Heroes of Noise compound. Steve and I are here together, ready to rock. Uh, we've gone down 45 floors underneath the earth. The brand new Heroes of Noise studio. Steve, are you enjoying it so far? So far, so good, man. I, I really like our new studio set. Soundproof and everything. It looks like the Batcave kind of a little bit. It really does. And then, you know, I got the logo up. I got our logo up. It's like a, uh, not really a neon sign, but it's a lit sign of the logo. So it really feels like the Batcave. No one sue us, please. And you did all this. Well, I get bored and I had all these materials lying around. And I said, why not like just refurbish some of this stuff and reuse it? So, I mean, I don't even know how long it took. 45, uh, it's like 45 stories, Steve. Jesus, Dan. I dug to China on accident once, Steve. It's not fun. We really, you know, it's so funny. I, I remember uh, uh, back when I was in grade school, they used to be like, don't dig too far, you'll dig to China. I in always thought sand. that I would do that. And then I would just fall out of the hole and just fall that, off into the sky. Did you really? That's what my seven-year-old brain told me. Yeah, I'm going to fall you? out of the earth and into the sky because it's upside down. Do you ever go past your grade school here? Uh, pretty regularly, actually. Do you get goosebumps? No. Oh, why would I get goosebumps? I don't know. I get all like if, I, if I'm in L.A. and they take me ne- by my old grade school, I get like butterflies remembering. You're like, I you almost know. died right here. I mean, we're looking at the playground, remembering all my friends, looking at the school. You're just like, oh, my God, I remember being young and walking into that classroom. You don't get it. You just pass by and you're like anyway. Nah, felt my first boob in elementary school, though. They don't even have boobs. And in- you know what? You work with what you have. Jesus Christ. I was bullied to death and I and I uh, I touched my first boob. You did not. That is not your first boob touch. It was. No, it's not. Well, I mean if you Yeah, it was. It was. Wait, what did, what was your first I can't fully give you the name. That wouldn't be fun. I know, but what was but your she, first fully developed? library visit? Yeah. <laughs> I just never forget this. We had a library visit. This is what happens when you grow up and you have uncles that are 10 years older and you corrupting your fucking mind. Uh-huh. So I'm the I'm the same age as this I think we were in like the 6th grade. And we would have these visits to the, um, the library, which was inside. Everything was like indoors in these little pods. So we'd go to the library and uh, we would just sneak behind the books and I'd, and I'd do that. At seven years old? No, in the sixth grade. Oh, that was your first time feeling a developed boob? Semi-developed, I guess. Enough for me in the sixth grade, yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on this. It's kind of creepy. I was just saying. That's, I that's, mean, that's, that's not bad, man. Hey, you know what? The kid got his... At early age. I mean, here's what I'll say. Evolution was working because you were supposed to procreate. Yeah, makes sense. I also just had uncles that were 10 years older than me, and they were just telling me way too much information. Hey, look at this. (laughs) (laughs) You ever seen one of these before? The the way I learned about sex was through magazines. Yeah, me too. I never had the talk. You never had the talk? Did I have the talk? I don't think I had the talk. But you had the talk with your a, kids, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't I'm, had a talk with my, my daughter. She handled that. Oh, wow. Gail, Gail handled that. Oh, perfect. But I, but I also said, hey, listen, um, I have a feeling you're way more comfortable in this format. However, if you have questions, I'm here for you. Don't That's hesitate. Beautiful. Anything. I told my daughter and my son, like, just, just don't play dumb. Like, like we're all going to make mistakes in life. So... Even when you're older, if you if you messed up and you you went out drinking and you shouldn't be drinking because you're a minor and now you're drunk and you're in a situation that you need to get out of, just call me. I may not be happy with like the decision you made, but I'm going to come get you out of it. You know, no, it's totally I mean, here's the thing, dude, like I'm realizing that my son is getting to the age where I can no longer like if he says I had a child at a very young age and he says his age, people will be like, very young is strong. It was young, but it's not very. So I have to really talk to him and be like, look, you're in the age where it happens sometime at this age. Like I had my, by the time I was around his age, like a year later, he was in the belly. Question for you. Yeah. 
Do you think that it's bad etiquette? I, I feel that it is, that it's bad etiquette to like, let's say um, you are working with someone. This is not like a, a real situation. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm trying yeah, to make yeah, yeah. this up as I go, but it's happened in life many times. So you're working with someone or you're in school, with whatever. You're in a situation where you're having this conversation with a, a, a woman and maybe she's like 30. Let's say mm-hmm. she's 30. 30. And it comes up that she has a 15-year-old kid. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's bad manners to be like, you're only 30 or, or, or like your kid is 15 and you're 30. That's bad. Right. Cause, cause it's, I a, always do that. Hey, it's none of our business. Shit happens. I, is B. Yeah. But I, I do that. I do it too. And I think it's wrong. It's not bad. Like for me, I'll be like, you started early. Every time I do that, I just like, ah, it's not my business. Like I should have just, I basically, it doesn't need to be said. If I know you're roughly 30 years old and you tell me you have a 15 year old kid, it's not like I have to go, wait a second, your kid's 15. So it all makes sense. It's like, oh, okay, she had her kid in high school or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. I just think, and, and it's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like it's like a natural reaction that comes out of me. And I feel like, it, A, it's, it's none of my business. And B, like, like shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you, what you do is if you don't know their age, you pat it, which you're like, just like. I have a 15 year old daughter and you're like, you do not like, look like you could even have a 15 year old daughter. They'll normally come back with like, well, well, I had her like at 50, really young. I'd be like, still, you look great. Normally that's how the conversation goes. Cause by the time I learned someone's age, I already knew that they had a kid and all this stuff. But if I'm just meeting someone, they're like, yeah, my, I have a 15 year old daughter. She's 15 or a 15 year old daughter. I'll be like, you look amazing. Well, I had a really young and still you look amazing. See, so it's already, I think it. that your answer is fine. For me, I've just been in a situation where like sometimes I don't think about it and be like and I'll be like, You've got a fifteen year old like I don't know. The way it comes <laughs> off to me, sometimes it makes me think like I'm being rude. And I don't mean no. to be. I always feel terrible about it afterwards. I think they take it as I don't look like I have a fifteen year old daughter. That's how they're taking it. I think. Sometimes though they'll be like, Yeah, well, you know, I had sex in high school and I had a kid in a, uh, as a junior in high school and I gave up my childhood and blah blah blah. Oh shit. I'm sorry. I would have been like you didn't read the Bible, did you? I'll be you? like, well, that's your fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> Just be that guy. No, but what did we learn? Very, now we like the, the good thing for me, I think at our age, how many new friends do you meet? I have met a lot of friends over the last few years. People that I truly consider friends, but it's like we're so far away, it's hard to Oh yeah, I'm with you. You know, I have a lot of acquaintances. I have a lot of friends in the potosphere now, like people I ah, legitimately consider my friends. That's beautiful, dude. And it's just hard to to not see them all the time. You know what I mean? Well, hopefully, like one day, there's a you know a y'all like people could do a pod get together. Yeah, like us would be nice. I'd love <laughs> that, but I, I I know I'll be handling that one myself, so that's okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking about honestly just yesterday actually. yes see I think a lot of our listeners are all on the east coast and in the midwest we have uh-huh. a few California listeners few west coast listeners and obviously a lot of people are overseas too but I would really love to like incorporate these people like if, let's say we go to Hollywood Horror Nights this year Halloween yes. Horror Nights uh-huh. I would be awesome to do like a little meetup or something like hey we're going to be at this restaurant slash bar whatever Prior to going in, meet up, come say hi. Maybe we all hang out. That'd be beautiful. I think it would be cool to go in a big group to Halloween Horror Nights. That'd be wonderful. A lot of our our listeners are all, like I said, they're all, you know, East Coast and Midwest. I mean, like, I went there. You know what I'm saying? You really did. But it was for a con. It ain't all tit for tat, though. I know that. Even though I went. It was for a con. Even though I I took time out of my, I made, you know, plans and stuff to do that kind of thing. (laughs) Hey, you know, that's cool. Well, you know. First of all, can we, I vote we get rid of Midwest. Well, that's not very nice at all, Steve. You're either East Coast, West Coast, or South. The end. What about like Central United States? If you are on the dividing line, you're East Coast. So you think like uh, Illinois? East Coast. East Coast, yeah. It's close enough, you're right. Why do we do that? Like, every time I'm from the Midwest, I'll be like, I, I don't like that at all. It's someone that did not feel included. That's all. Someone who just, didn't feel included. And they're like, well, we're always <laughs> talking about East Coast and West Coast, but what about us? Exact Midwest, dude. Yeah. Our, we have lakes. We don't have oceans. You're not even the Middle West Coast. Oh, no, man. <laughs> we, we need to get rid of it. But I think if people do come out and we, because we could have, a, we could meet in the middle. 
Oh, I already know how it would work, though. How would it go? Because you, you go to- know who was going ahead of time. I'm stealing this. for This is definitely stolen from the C2E2 group. But you plan these things out, right, Steve? Uh-huh. You make sure everyone's going to go. Yeah. Maybe if you're there a night before, everyone meets up the night before just to kind of be like, hey, let's, yes. let's get a little hey. comfortable. Let's get yes. a little comfortable. Have some food. And, and Absolutely. Food. All right. See you all tomorrow. And then Perfect. you meet up, right? But now you have this group that's established, like Facebook Messenger, for instance. Mm-hmm. And there it's like, hey, we're going to be here at this time. We're going to be going on this you know, if we're going into this house at this time, or at least yes. lining up for it at this time, would you yes. care to join us? It would work. Or if you want, you're welcome to chill with us the entire time. Why not? That's wonderful. Why not? Steve's like, what's so it. bad no, about no, no, that? No, 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 no. Not, oh, not, oh, not the whole okay. time. That's oh, what you're saying, huh? Not the whole time. <laughs> like, but isn't that a good thing? What? That? The what thing that you just described. Yeah, I think it's great. You're like, I know what will happen. This. No, I you I'm saying that's okay. how it would go down. That's how it, we would do it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's, then, very sim- it's very simple. It can be done. I just. Uh, Dan could put it together. I will. Hey, you know what? I think I could. Yeah, I, you would be the one to do. Everyone no, else would know, be man. like. It seems like it's be something that you want to do. And I could totally let you do it this time if you want. Dan, do you really? You know me. That's <laughs> <laughs> just. Pure bullshit, Steve. Don't worry. Come on, G. Well, like, come on, G. I, I'm telling you, I am trying to look at things a little bit differently now. Uh-huh. Now that we're in the 160s, I got to start like thinking shit out. And I'm just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? It uh-huh. is what it is. That's all. Yeah. It is what it is. Yes. That's all. Uh-huh. So that's it. <laughs> so it's, it's all good. I mean, I could have that philosophy or I could, you know, I don't want to do that, Steve. I, hey, I believe it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dan. If you give, if, if I would guarantee, you know what? I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say if you put together a potosphere get together, 97% of the people would come. That's ridiculous. There's 3% that would just be like, I can't. Like they legit cannot. And there's going to be like 1% where it's like, even if I could, I wouldn't show. But That's the you. 97%? Are going. I don't know, man. I'm a, if you I would give a year have buffer, to get some feedback on this one. If you, you know? give a year buffer, a year yes. buffer, sure. I've got this all like figured out what I would like to do. All right, hit, for hit, the, for the for coming it. year. You don't want me to like release the plan right now. Release the kraken. There's really not a plan. It's just I think that the way this gets done, uh-huh. and this is this is brainstorming, Steve. This is stuff that we could talk about <laughs> afterward. You know, what I'm okay. Saying? I'm just saying. We just throw a few, storming. A few Zoom meetings in. You know. Uh-huh. A little pub, some calls where we uh-huh. can all just kind of get together and bullshit every every couple of weeks, every once a month, something like that. Uh-huh. People want to come to these things. You plan as you go. Oh, I thought you were going to start brainstorming now. That was your brainstorm. Well, no, I'm just giving you a quick rundown. I'm not going to take the whole show. Okay, so what do you want to do for no, hour, no, 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 no? I just this thought. One? <laughs> nope, it's just all it's just it's all up here, Steve. I'm pointing. Hey, hey, listen, I and here's the thing, and I'm not lying. For you, Dan, you're the personality that people would do things for because they just love you, dude. I don't know, bro. I think everyone just wants to see you fight a kangaroo, if I'm being real. Let me tell you something. I just had a conversation with a, friend, a buddy of mine yesterday at the, at the job about fighting a kangaroo. Is this rehashed from our show? And you're like, hey. Oh, no. He almost got one of our the coworkers at the job got stung by a scorpion. And it took us to a, yeah, that's a normal thing in Australia, probably. And then that took me to... But you know what's funny? I was having a conversation about fighting a kangaroo. It took it went from there to there because he got it, like him getting stung by a stork, scorpion was like the talk of the day. And I was like, I bet you in Australia that's like, how's your coffee? I got stung by a scorpion today. Anyway, how was your movie? Like it's just a normal thing. Got bitten by a poisonous spider. <laughs> I cannot do Australian. I hate it. I got to stop. It's doing really that. good. It's really not. It's terrible. I can only say murder, and I could barely yeah. say murder murder so you do it better than i do i you know who does a great australian is um joe, joe steven w- oh never mind yeah steven is fantastic. <laughs> spot on <laughs> you can't even tell yeah no yeah. joe does a good one as far as i know but i just that's just one joe who I, stark Joe stark oh yeah he does an australian accent he's very good at it yeah in my opinion maybe it's shit i don't know but it sounds let me hear your australian Go i ahead. don't have one try nope not gonna <laughs> i tried i said a word it didn't come out i'm done <laughs> no one needs that shit <laughs> hey dude we got a little yeah. bit of a shorter show ladies and gentlemen this week's just a little bit shorter so i think we should just kind of break into things that we've uh watched over the week let's go i'm not going to spend too much time on this one because i talked about it last week but 
I told you that I would report back to you, you did. after one more episode. <laughs> now, I know for a fact that some of you all are loving the shit out of the show. I absolutely loved season one. It was probably the best. One of the best things I saw last. So year. good. Dude. So good. So original, even though it did have little hints of, you know, curb your enthusiasm in Atlanta. Very original show. Very well written. Oh. And a story God. that I wanted to see happen. And, and quite honestly, I still want to see that story unfold. However, uh, season two of Dave, starring Lil Dicky, Dave Bird. I don't, dude, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, this should be tailor-made for me, right? Would you not it's agree? right up your alley. Yeah. Right up your alley. And I just, uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. And I was thinking, okay, I watched the first two. We talked about the first two episodes, and neither one of us were really thrilled with how those went down. But I was still like, look, I know you're going out. I'll let you know what's going to happen. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to try till uh, episode four. And I am. But I just don't understand what the hell they're doing with this show, dude. Like, like the first the <laughs> episode three is just so weird and it has nothing to do. Like, I want to say, first and foremost, if you've seen episode three, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to put this to me. It just seems like it's a bunch of like grab ass stuff. There's this. Um, Y'all know who Benny Blanco is. Benny Blanco is a not only a real person, but a character on the show. And he's the one that's working with Dave to for his, you know, for his new album. He's helping him write a new album. So Dave's always humongous superstar that I was unaware even existed. Yeah. I'm not going to even act like I I never even knew who the fuck I had to look him up because he's like an interesting looking dude. And it's like, you want to know, like, how did you get here? Because I do believe that probably is his real house. Yeah, he's dude. Or one that's like, I mean, it's probably just like it, but um, yeah, he's just he's in the songwriters he's, hall of fame, dude. Yeah, he's behind Bieber. He's behind. I don't even like know who, who is. How did I not know he existed? And my son was like, oh, yeah, Benny Blanco. I was like, what? You know what? Just real quick. Let's give him a little shout out here because, you know, he does have a that body dude of work. has done so freaking much, dude. And I just was oblivious, especially a person who loves to read liner notes. I was somehow oblivious to this guy. What do you think his net worth is? Um, I, I read that he probably sold about 500 million. So I'm saying his net worth is probably up at 250, 275 million. Oh, you're way off, way off. How much was I'm it? I'm not good at this either, though. It's 15 million. 15 million? <laughs> <laughs> that's a shock g are you sure sh- really i mean listen i'm just going off of here Hold now on. mind you that's a i that's a grip dan benny let's Blanco, let's not be benny Blanco's net grip. worth benny blanco's american rap artist songwriter and producer has a net worth of 16 million dollars that is a grip of money make no mistake ladies and gentlemen no no it's 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 but plenty, it's, it's not 275 Skrilla, but it is nowhere near that i mean who was it that was making like let's put him up against byron allen That still shocks me. It's insane. (laughs) I still am shocked about Byron Allen having so much money. Yeah. I don't want to get too much off of like what I'm talking about, but like this dude's associated with, uh, let's see here. I'm just reading names. Bangers and Cash. Never heard of him. That's a funny name. Uh, Benzel, Cashmere Cat, Dr. Loop, Ed Sheeran, Halsey, Lil Dicky, Push Baby, uh, Ren Weaver, Tori Lanez, and I would be lying to you if I knew like half of those names. But that's who he's. If you would have said Ed Sheeran alone, he's wealthy. Yeah, let's just say Ed Sheeran. I could have stopped there, really. But this dude is no joke. No he's, joke. At he's all. like he's big right now, you know. So anyway, I I don't know if he did the first album. I don't think he did. I think that uh that uh professional rapper by Lil Dicky was just kind of done like a grassroots kind of thing. But I'm sure he's behind this next one. I I imagine that's why he's on the show. But they have this really strange friendship that really hasn't gone to where it goes until this episode. And again, it's, it's not like, um, I was telling Steve this, it's like, uh, you can show me some crazy shit on TV. I don't get offended by like, you know, gay behavior, nothing like that. Like seriously, freak me out. I challenge you to, but I just felt like what they did with this episode was just this weird. uh, There was like, it was kind of unnecessary. And I'm just trying to figure out why it was put in in the first place. Basically it's him and Benny Blanco, Dave and Benny Blanco hanging out at his mansion. And they're just like being friends. They're just trying, I guess they're loosening up and then just trying to to bond or whatever, but their bonding is weird. Like (laughs) at first it starts off like Dave's like, okay. Cause you know, the whole little Dick joke, is like long running with Lil Dicky. Obviously, it's in the name. He's like, all right, I'm going to show you, man. So he like, they're in the shower together and he like, just like shows him his nuts, shows him his dick. 
He's like, oh, it's not that bad. And then the next thing you know, he's like, all right, I'm going to do it, man. And he's like teabagging him in the shower. They're both in there naked. They're like rolling around and cuddling. Again, what? I'm, not, I'm not tripping on the on the. But like, what's the sexual point? part of it? It's just yeah. it's, that's what I'm saying. It was just kind of weird. And there's this one part where they're just doing the craziest shit. Benny Blanco is bending over a chair. OK, like a like a single chair. He's bending over that with his ass cheeks spread open. And Lil Dicky, oh, they're painting each other's toenails. They're, uh, Lil Dicky, he's told by Benny Blanco to put bubble gum, like a big old piece of like bubble gum, on his asshole so that way he can fart a bubble. Now, that's kind of funny. I ain't going to lie. That is pretty funny to me. But okay. they spend so much time with it. And then it turns into peanut butter. And and then, the, like, the joke of it is, is like Gata shows up, right? Because Gata calls, he's like, hey, man, what you doing? He's like, oh, I'm over at Benny's house. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, you got to let me get over there. This dude needs to help me make some music. And Benny Blanco's like, yeah, man, come over anytime. So Gata says, yeah, let's go now. So he's, I'll be there in 20 minutes. So I understand why they're doing it for the show. It's just this really weird vibe that I got. It has nothing to do with the sexuality part of it. I just didn't understand why they're doing this outside of the fact that it freaks Gata out. Gata and his homies show up and he's just like, yeah, bro, you don't need to do any of that. <laughs> he's like, come on. You've, Benny's like, you've never shown anyone your asshole before. Nah, because I can say I've never done that before. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Like, the, it's the straight Gata. Gata is not the, straight as in like home, like yeah, sexuality. no, 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 yeah. He's just playing it straight against this weird Benny Blanco vibe that it has. Yes. That part is a little funny, but I guess what I'm saying is it's not that I didn't laugh watching episode three of Dave, even though it was just absurd. It's just like you guys have wasted three episodes at this point. There is a story going on here and they do get back to like if you have watched season one and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling anything for you, but Dave breaks up with his girlfriend at the end of season one. So she does make her first appearance in episode three and you can kind of see that they're they're not done yet. So I get it. But I got to say, I feel like they have wait, and this is just my opinion. I feel like they have wasted time with three episodes so far that didn't necessarily do anything. That first episode in Korea only established that he had not. Well, I'm not going to say what it established in case you're watching the show, but. It, it, it established one thing that can carry the season forward. That's it. But the, as far as the episode goes, they didn't need to do any of that shit. Second episode was just like I wanted to hang myself afterwards. It was so depressing. And now this. And I just hope that they can get back on track because there is some seriously good writing behind the show. And for me, it's just not doing it right now. So I think they have one more episode to impress me, Steve. And then I've, if that doesn't happen, I'm just going to like tap out and wait for it to finish. And then I'll stream it. It's, this was such a major downer because that last season's Gata episode was one of the best episodes of television. I remember when he, he admitted to his his depression yeah, and, his, bi and him, being bipolar. Oh, dude, he started crying. I was like, this is like a legitimately in, and them all coming around be like, we're here for you. Don't worry about it. We're here. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, and now look where it's at. <laughs> It doesn't even seem like the same show. It's just like, I can't explain it, man. Like, I think that someone's going to watch this. They're going to totally disagree with me. And that is completely fine. But for me, it just feels like a time waster. It feels like filler stuff. Let's Absolutely. do some, let's do some adolescent kind of jokes and play some right. grab ass for the sake right. of laughs. But it doesn't right. really play into the main story. Now, I don't know. Maybe they're going to shape, you know, there have been those stories before. That's how movies and series work. Sometimes you don't know what's going on. And then suddenly at the end of the series, like, oh, okay. Maybe that's going to be the case, but I don't know where putting bubble gum on your asshole for a fart is going to no. carry the story forward. You know what I mean? Nope. Outside of close. establishing that Dave and and um, Benny have this very special relationship. And maybe that's what's going to be the out. That's that chemistry is going to be what brings the album forward. I have no idea, but I'm not really buying it. I think I've been around on this earth long enough to know when I'm getting bamboozled. Steve Hudson. And I feel like I'm getting bamboozled. So you're out. You're you're out after the next episode. You're done. If episode four doesn't pop for me, I'm done until it's until the whole series is over or season is over, and then I'll just watch it all at once. There it is. All right. Well, that's you know? fair. You you already rated it last last week. Yeah, my rating hasn't changed, but uh, <laughs> you're not really getting any high praise from Dave, or for Dave rather from me. This it's, and I'm sad about it, man. You loved you loved the show, dude. I loved his first album. I know it's like comical and shit, but I think it's brilliant. And I'm really loved Dave. Like I was so surprised that that show was going to be that good. I thought it was going to be like a laugh track show, more like a, you know, live before a studio audience kind of thing where Dave gets himself into a weird, a weird situation or a misunderstanding every episode. That's really what I thought he was doing. So when I found out that it was more like Atlanta, fell in love with it. 
But so far, mm-mm, not buying it. Done deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what else you been watching? I was about to ask you, sir. What have you been watching? Um, well, you know, I tried to watch something last night, yesterday, but Amazon Fire Stick was anti Disney Plus, so I couldn't even watch what I wanted to watch. You have not seen Loki episode? No, three. it would, it won't. And I have a feeling because they already said they're going to make it so that you can't do certain things on other accounts. They're going to make it so that only you can only share accounts in house. You know what you got to do, G? Huh? You got to trash that Fire Stick. Gee, Fire Stick is oh, you Apple. throw that thing in the garbage. Get yourself and an get Apple, an TV. Apple or a Roku TV. for that matter. If you think I'm just being Roku, an Apple I would go Apple TV. I would go personally. I, I don't know, man. Roku's are pretty cool though. There's a lot of stuff that they don't have. I'm not going to turn this into a Roku Roku commercial, but my son has one. Speaking for my son, I know there's a lot of other channels on there. There's like stuff to like live concerts, and you can get certain, you know, like old television shows and things like that. So there are some benefits to Roku. But as far as being an Apple guy and integrated in the house and everything, dude, you're doing yourself a disservice. You got to get one of these things. I really do because also you can use it as a hub. Like it can tr- control your home kit. Yep. That's that true. is wonderful. Dude. That's true, my friend. And I know that you, your new house is going to be a smart home. So I know That's you're going to be insane. Need I'll be like, lights on. Bling. Welcome, Mr. Ramirez. <laughs> Bitch, I told you not to call me that. I'm sorry, God. That's, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, um, but I, did, I ended up turning. I went to Hulu mm-hmm. and I said, the first thing it recommended was a show that everyone's seen before. <laughs> yeah, I that right. it's fine. I was like, you know what? I'm only doing this to lay down and just eat some food before work. So I said, fine. It's called Hoarders. I love hate hoarders, dude. I love it. I had never watched an episode. So I was like, you know what? I know what hoarding is. I know what that is. I did not know what this was. It's wacky I shit. Thought it was, it's, I thought it was just being a pack rat. I've, I've met pack, rat, pack rats before. No, Dan. It is more than a pack well, rat. Well, I think that pack rats have that tendency that if not nurtured correctly, can go the way of a hoarder. Apparently, and and it's the first episode I saw was an episode of a woman who had so many cats in her house. How many cats that, were they? Hey, <laughs> that she had 75 dead in the refrigerator. Oh, my God. And like 10 dead in the freezer. Why? It, it, tell me about it. And I so know, there why was, am I asking? I'm sorry. It's hoarders. Never mind. It's hoarders. Yeah. Now, some of these kittens that were walking around, there was so much ammonia in the air that their eyes popped out. <laughs> exactly. So they were just walking in circles. I said, this is a horror movie. <laughs> I call this one lefty. You just keep walking. In. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> he just walks in circles. So they said they're, they're sitting there like, okay, we got to take, they, they euthanized a bunch of the cats. And all of a sudden you hear one of the guys were like, oh my God. And you're like, oh no. There was a sopping, nasty goop of decomposed cat in a Ziploc bag. And there were everywhere. You mean there was a bunch of them? Yes. Gushy, mushy, decomposed dead cat in a Ziploc bag. Now, I'm going to stop you for a quick second and please (laughs) say, let me get to it because I'm really hoping that you do. But does the the hoarder in this episode explain their 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 weird logic about it? Because there's said, usually some form of an answer, whether it makes sense or not. But oh, they no, always have said, an answer. Uh, she's like, I love them so much that I can't get rid of them. Yeah, that's usually the answer. That's it. And and when you saw, all, here's what the sad part. Like at first you're like gross because there was about a maybe about half a foot deep of feces all over the house. Mm, tasty. Here's where it got sad is when she comes out to say goodbye to the cats that did live and some of them that were put, a, uh, put to sleep, it clicked in her brain. And she said, I'm a horrible person and yeah. breaks down and starts crying. Yeah, She's like, who would do this? I should just die. And that's when all the psychiatrists are like, whoa, whoa, Hold on. whoa. Wrong She's like, show. no, I don't deserve to live. I've done this to so many aunts. Like, who does this? How insane. Like, all of a sudden, the reality. She's like, look at my house. This is insane. I should die. Yeah, hi. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, when it all comes. Uh, and so, but at the end, dude. Number uh, real, one. Real quick, real quick. Go ahead. Does she have family? Yes. Because the they always get what? the family involved. Absolutely. That's the family's and take. Because these episodes are very, like, 
it's kind of the same thing every time. It's the family. Every single time. What are we going to do? And the family has been trying to get her to fix this, but they are not trained in this thing. Yeah. So a lot of times they enable. Exactly. Because they're just like, you know what? Fine. Whatever. They move and they get on with their lives. And so they don't even think about it anymore. But when they do a walkthrough. For the first time in like 10 years, they're just like, geez. Did they know look, about the cats? They did not. They Well, the son did. The daughters were like, what? Did the son She's know about doing, the goopy cats? That no one knew about that. Oh, okay. Okay. No one knew about that. And they were just like, uh, the, the, the son was so familiar that he's like, there are kittens in there that are, their eyes popped out. He knew that. And he was just like. Um, That's horrible, dude. It is horrible. It was so one of the psychiatrists picked up one of the kittens with no eyes and put it in the lady's face. She said, do you see this? Because this motherfucking cat doesn't. It (laughs) was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. That was hilarious. Uh, But but at the end, here's what I'll say. These cleaning crews, dude. Next level. They're badass. Yeah. I have never witnessed anything like this. And they just are. They go, st- they go in there and they just start, they bring in their, their spray. And I'm like, where do you start? And I'm like, I guess you just start where you start. And there's just go from there. They don't look at the whole, they're just like, nope, we focus on this. Yeah, exactly. And when they, dude, incredible, G. Incredible. And next thing you know, I'm down the, the hoarder rabbit hole. I'm on Reddit saying, what's the grossest hoarder episode that you <laughs> guys Because I need that shit now. I need it in my veins. And now <laughs> I'm watching all the hoarder episodes. I'm addicted, Dan. I'm addicted, dude. You know what? It's over. It's Sometimes over. I'll throw that shit on for house cleaning motivation. And I'm not kidding. I'll be like, you know, I don't want to clean this right now. Not that dirty. You know, or one of those kind of things. I don't want to go. G. I don't want to go organize my garage. Whatever. Throw an episode of Hoarders. All right. I'll be in the garage for the next three, four hours if you need me. Gee, I'm going to tell you this. Your dogs would run away because they're so used to a nice house that your two dogs will be like, so we're leaving today, right? <laughs> like you see what's happening. <laughs> right? I like when they have the coaches come out and they go, all right. So I want you to sit here and here's a pile of throwaway stuff. And this is the pile that you're going to keep. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I think it's like this really sick thing. that they, I know it's like part of the process, but I feel like they're in this inside. They're like, watch this shit. <laughs> and oh, they just they, go back and watch these people have fucking meltdowns. Gee, it's the jerk. I'm watching the jerk every episode. They're like, and well, this. you can get rid of everything. But, but this, this I need, though. They're this like, pencil. why do you need that? <laughs> I remember one time they found a big old pile of, uh, I don't remember which episode, this was years ago, but they this the family comes in and they're like, Mom, you have got newspapers here that are covered in rat feces, oh, cat Jesus. urine, and, you know, whatever. Just everything. Like, these are not good. They're rotten. They're probably infested with whatever. What are you doing with these? Well, someone might want to read them sometime. Like, this just, it's this weird Dude. logic that they have where it's like, I... I physically cannot bring myself to throw this stuff away. And it's always some kind of, yeah, well, I might, that means something to me or. Exactly. You know, and like it, I have, a, I have a hoarder tendency that I, it's not, it's not really a hoarder tendency, but it is something where I have found like, okay, this is something where I, if we don't take care of this, this can become a horror tendency, excuse me, hoarder tendency. And it's when your kids Think about all the things that they've brought home from from oh, you first grade. Look at this. Yeah. I made you. It looks the like picture. a gingerbread man. Yeah, you or, keep them all. You keep them all. Yeah, but at what point do you go, okay. Keep them all, Dan. I do, but I just well, feel then like. That's not hoarder. That's You're going to. Rem- I guarantee when you look at those, they're never going to be a thing where, well, I didn't really need it. Yes, you did. No, but I'm you, saying like, okay, there, I think there's personally a difference between like, um, hey, I drew this for you, daddy. At like first grade, right? Something like mm-hmm. that versus, you know, student of the week certificate. I'm keeping student of the week. I'm like, fuck them student of the week certificates. <laughs> but you're, so you behave for a week? You want I cooking? know, G. You want a medal? Just, fuck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I just, It's tough, dude. Kid stuff is t- like, I know there was one. There's one episode where the, the girl was going through every single paper and the people were saying, we cannot do this if you're going to go through every single piece of paper you kept because she kept every receipt that she's used in the last 20 years. And so um, one time she's like, 
oh, well, my daughter might want it. And the daughter's next to her says, I don't want that. She's like, okay. <laughs> well, my daughter might want this. The daughter's like, I don't want it. Okay. And finally, the daughter takes all the paper and says, anything in this room, I don't want. She's like, okay. And then she goes to the other room. She's like, you might want this. And they're like, oh, we're done. Okay, we're done. We're finished. We're, fin- hey, we're not going to do this. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I accidentally unplugged my microphone. But yes, exactly. These people are like, I don't want that. That's why we're here. We don't Thank want you. We're here because we don't want it. And it's just such a. You know what I want? I want a mom that's not filthy. That's what I want, dude. It's it, it's one one ex husband walked in, could not take it, and you did not see him for the rest of the episode. I think that there are a bunch of these, dude. They couldn't yeah. do it. They're like, this is this is where she's at now. We're I'm good. You guys have fun. I'm not even helping in the situation. She got herself here. She'll get herself. I'm like, oh, that dude is done. He is finished. There was this one episode that I saw where the husband found out, but he'd known for a while, right? So it's like, I imagine that some, I'll explain what I'm talking about, but she was basically like a shopaholic. Uh So she would just buy tons of shit and just store it, but it wouldn't be like just from Amazon or something. It would be, oh, I was at this yard sale and I brought this tricycle Mm -hmm. home. We have no kids in our family, but someone might want that kind of stuff. But to me, it seems like at one point he probably could have said something. You know what I mean? But there's just, they're, they're exactly with this show or this disease or whatever you want to call it. Where's the, the line? You know what I mean? Like, when do we go? When do we get involved is what I'm saying. Yeah, dude, there's sometimes we just feel like it's easier just to be like, whatever. The next thing you know, you wake up, and you're like, oh, exactly, Steve. But then you cross that line of becoming an enabler. Exactly. exactly. And I think that we've all, I don't know, in some form of, you know what I mean? Like. I think at some time in our life, rather, I think that most people have enabled somebody in I some have. capacity. All of us have. Yeah. Exactly. Especially our kids. Yeah. Totally. You just do this shit because you love them. That's it. You wanted to have it easier than we did. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you give them too many cheat codes or whatever, and That's you don't the allow them to figure this stuff out for themselves. And yeah, then you They're have become an enabler. But I will say, I will give hoarders. Um, uh, oh. Can I, I at least pick it, what it is? Huh? Yes. You can do the number. Yes. Um, can we just call it squishy cats? I was going to say mushy cats. Mushy cats will work. I'm going to give it 2.75 out of five mushy cats. It oh, is yeah. a all day. Like if it's just going in the background, I can just watch this all day, dog. No question. It is a perfect doing other things show. No. And ever so often you look, you're like, oh my God. Anyway, back to folding clothes. I'd be that one asshole son that comes in after hearing all the, like you guys, the other, the, the other siblings have been there for like three days already. I'm the guy that walks in with the sunglasses on. Hey, I hear this is where all the pussy is. <laughs> He's such an asshole. I swear to God. Why did he even come? Why did it's he, funny he just wants to what, be on TV. That's it. One of these, uh, at one of the people that were on, uh, her, he didn't know the, the, Woman in his life did not know that's how he is. She just always dropped him off outside of his house. So she, when she walked in, I could God see her. Damn. her. Dude, her whole face changed. And at the end, when she was just like, when they fixed it all up and it was all cleaned up, they're like, see, so now you can kind of move in. She's like, you know, we'll see what the future holds. I'm like, oh, she's clocked out, ladies and gentlemen. She won't say it on camera, but she's like, oh, yeah, we're not going to be together. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> sleeping at my mom's tonight. <laughs> she's like i didn't know you lived like it changed her idea of who he was like she walked in she was like oh my god yeah you know the thing is though man it really is like a part of just mental disease absolutely you know? like it's not like i i don't think any of these people are just like no i just enjoy genuinely no. being a filthy person and covered with roaches no covered with ro- i love all my squishy cats you know i don't oh. think that's the case but i just it's so weird it's like where does that what is it? What are you trying to supplement in your life? Or you know what I mean? Like, what is it? What kind of, of joy does it bring you or, or relief does it bring you to do this? Because it's just, I just can't. And that's why I, we have a show, Steve, is because I couldn't we can't imagine. figure it out. We cannot. And, you know, I would love to. Um, I, I know I've, I've met two hoarders, um, but they will not let you in their house. But I've never actually sat down and been like, you are seeing what I'm seeing no. Yeah. No, I know a few people that have uh, parents that were hoarders or really. Yeah. Um, you know, no names or anything like that. No, but no, I remember no. there's a friend that I haven't talked to in 
well over a decade, but knew him ever since the fifth grade. And, uh, you know, for most of that time, everything was fine. But towards the end of the, like probably the last eight years or something like that, he was living, this is a long time ago. So he was living with his parents and, uh, there was a hoarder situation going on there because like we would go hang out in his bedroom, you know, and just chill. But there was like the one bathroom that the friends would use. Right. And I remember going in and I'm like, whoa, this is a dirty bathroom. Like the entire, really, the entire counter is covered with a layer of dust. And in my head, I'm like, well, maybe they just don't God. use this one. But, but it was also on top of that layer of dust was an infinite bottle of, excuse me, an infinite amount of um, medication bottles. Holy crap. So, I mean, there's dude. things going on, you know, but then, and this is the weird part. So when you would walk into their house. To your left, there was a uh, used to be what like a game room. So there was a pool table nice. and yeah. shit like that. Over the course of time, it literally became so jam packed that it was just another wall. What? It was like I mean, obviously this can't be perfectly done, but it was like like putting Jenga together or some shit. Like it was just Dude. it just became a wall of stuff of boxes, and you and could he not never acknowledge this. No, never acknowledged it. That's sad, dude. It was it, the whole, you know, I got to be honest with you, man. Like their whole family situation was pretty sad. You, you, oh, you look yeah. back on things as an older person and you go like, wow, that was a really fucked up situation. Like I wouldn't want my kid in that situation. And it was funny I mean, is that that was the place we went. Everyone went to go hang out. That, and they all knew that it was a hoarding situation. Mm-hmm. We would all go hang out on the other side of the house in this game room area and we'd sit there. And that rest. is beautiful that all you kids were just so cool with it. You're like, yeah, whatever. That house was like uh, that 70s show. Boom. Everyone was there. Everyone. Or was like there. Seinfeld's house. I had never watched Seinfeld. <laughs> More of a that, that 70s kind of a show. Okay. <laughs> it's just, you know, there was very, it's always hazy in the room. You know what I mean? The parents, oh, were, <laughs> the parents were getting hazy in the kitchen. You know, it was just one of those kind of, that's why everyone was always there because we're young and we can do this shit over there. That's, that's really what, as an older a, man. Speaking of that 70s, I heard a, we're not going to go into it, but remind me to tell you the cool Topher Grace story. That's just a tease. Um, it was just, uh, I, I read Jenna Fisher's book and they said, she said the only nice person that was on that show when I guessed it on that show, when I was a beginner actor, he took her aside, found out her name, said she's going to go far, loved what you did, incredible actress, keep pushing, you're amazing. And to this day, he's like, I told you. I told you you were good. She's like, no one else talked to me. And he said, hey, before you leave, come here. Great job. What's your name? Jenna, I'm Topher. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming all the way over here to do this part. You not like he was totally the gentleman's gentleman. And now I look at him differently. She's like, you know, Danny Masterson asked me out. I'm glad I didn't go. I'm Dude, glad I didn't everyone else that. ignored her. They're like, she said, that's what happens. If you're a guest on a show, they ignore you because you don't really matter. You're just a person like some random person that has a line and they just don't talk to you. She's like, it's normal. All actors just be ready for that. But she said Topher walked up. He just purposefully introduced himself and be like, hey, you're going to go far. Keep pushing. Go to those auditions. Knock him out. The- and one day I'll be talking to you as a star. Who's and after this? the office? Topher Grace. No, no, no. And- who, who was the actor? Oh, Jenna Fisher, the girl, uh, uh, Pam from The Office. Yeah. Before she blew up. And then she said, one day I'm going to be talking to you. You're going to be a star. And then later on he ran into her. He said, did I tell you? I remember you. Did I tell I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> Like I told you. Maybe he just thought she was fine, though. Gee, I'm not saying anything. I don't think that's the case. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm not trying to think, take away from Tover. Maybe that sounds like I was, but maybe I think she looks like it. totally. Yeah, she's a perfectly, um, you know, but I don't think I'm not sure that that was what was going on there. Could have been a connection, Steve. You know, his name is Christopher. Yeah. I did not know. No that. one names their kid Topher. Why wouldn't it? It's just short for Christopher. And it's like the in the. You need a different name to stand out, kid. Topher. What kind of you name, Morty? Because Morty is his agent. He's like, listen, don't go with Chris. There's too many Chris's out there. You got Chris D'Elia. You want to be like him? No, I really don't. But that's I don't not know who Chris D'Elia is. That's like, not going to happen for like 20-something <laughs> years. Well, trust me, kid. I've been there and back, and you don't want to go there. You know so let's Topher. go with Topher. You, you've heard that name before? Yeah, but only uh, the only celebrity that I've heard is... Uh, Topher Grace. But you have heard of another Topher. Yes. I had a patient one time named Topher and I asked, is it short for Christopher? He's like, oh yeah, of course. Dude, I've never heard of Topher. I don't see you hanging out with too many Topher's in your circle. You know Topher's, huh? I don't hang with them. I've just met 
one Topher, two Topher, three Tophers. I mean, I've I mean, encountered three to- I've, I've had a three Topher life, Steve. Are you kidding me? You've ran no. into three Tophers? Are you serious? I shit, I shit you not. I've known three Tophers. I have met Dan, that's come across three Tophers. That, that, I thought that was a very unique name. I'm wrong. I guess it's not a unique name at all. And I will say that it was all since Topher Grace, because I don't think the name really would have been on my radar otherwise. Well, that, ne- that last name is what sets it off. That's what sets it off. That if Grace it wasn't is Grace. A, is it that je ne sais quoi? Yes, because if it was a, like, starts with an H, it would throw off the whole name. Topher Hendricks. Yeah, you can't do that. It has to be a, a, a hard consonant. Morty's like, all right, kids, so we got the first name down. It's going to be Topher. That sounds fantastic. My nipples are hard thinking about it already. What are we going to call you for your last name now? Because we can't use Jones. That sounds fucking ridiculous. And then his mom's in the room and it's like, open that up, honey. And it's the husband. It's his dad. He's like, uh, Grace, can we, are we, how much longer here? Grace, that's it. Topher Grace. Listen to that shit. I just had an orgasm in my pants. You're going to be famous, kid. I bet you anything you're going to be in Spider-Man one day. Oh, crap. See, I told you. <laughs> I don't remember him in Spider-Man. Yeah, dude. He was the original Venom. Oh, my God. How long ago was that? Spider-Man 2. So. It couldn't be 20 years, could it? Uh, it's getting there. I got um, I'm that dude. I really didn't care for the Raimi movies too much. I love Sam Raimi. Even Everyone though now I don't movies. like him. I don't like uh, my man. You don't like Evil Dead? No, no, no. I'm talking about. Uh, so much that I don't even want to remember his name. Toby McGuire. You're not a Toby person. Not at all. Can't stand the guy. He's another one. I'm, I'm a face hater. You know this. Oh. I've been hating that motherfucker's face since the ice storm. But so Holland is your favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, for sure. And I think that Andrew Garfield did a fantastic job, too. He just didn't get the movie quality that. Like, I think Andrew Garfield would have been fine in the MCU. Really? Yeah. But I mean, now we have Tom Holland. And Tom Holland has that use that youthful the uh he's got it. You know what I mean? He's got the it factor, dude. Who who okay. Uh, anyway, let's get to what you've been watching. <laughs> what go. else? Let's see. Um <clears throat> you know what I watched? I watched a show on Apple TV. I told you about it. I don't think you have caught it yet, though. And maybe you won't, but it is called Physical. It's an Apple TV original. I am gonna watch that show. Yes. This is an interesting show, my friend. This is um huh. There is a lot going on on this one here. <laughs> I'm going to read this I to don't you. Know. I'm very interested because that that was not the response I expected from you. There's a little bit of a size. It's a sizable storyline here, but I'll read it. Okay. Set in the idyllic but fragile beach paradise of the sunny 1980s San Diego. Physical is a half hour dark comedy. And ain't that the truth? Following Sheila Rubin, a quietly tortured, seemingly dutiful housewife supporting her smart but controversial husband's bid for state assembly. But behind closed doors, Sheila has her own darkly funny take on life. She rarely lets the world see. She also is battling a a complex. Excuse me. She's also battling a complex set of personal demons relating to her self image. You know, this kind of goes on and on, but that's that's like the meat of the show right there. So what this is. It's an experiment in self-torture, dude. It's kind of, I don't know. <laughs> like, I like this show. I'm going to start off by saying that I think this is a very well-written show, and I do plan on watching it. It stars Rose Byrne as Sheila, and I love Rose Byrne. I think she's great. I love her. Um, I'm not really familiar with a lot of the people in this cast, but uh, let's go over it. Rory Scovel. You know who Rory Scovel is? You've seen him before. Absolutely. Yeah, so Rory Scovel. That's about the only two people that I know in this show. And then there is uh, Deidre uh, Frail, Grace Kelly Quigley, Della Saba, Paul Sparks, Aaron Pineda, and Ian Owsley. That's the main cast. So, yeah, this show starts off right off the bat. You're like, okay, we're definitely in the in the 80s. And I think it's like early 80s, too, because it starts off with a husband telling. Not that this is a, an early 80s thing, as you'll come to find when I finish telling you what I'm saying. It starts off basically the husband's kind of sleazy looking, and he is trying to get Rose Byrne, his wife, to uh, start a, th- like, like, spearhead a threesome with this young student that's in Hello. their, in their, uh, like they had a party basically and everyone left but this student this little hot Asian girl and he's trying to hook that shit up. So you're like, okay, I know kind of like the time frame just by the way everything looks. And you can already tell that he is the, um, obviously the one that is like dictating everything in the house and she just sort of goes with it. But she, and just like this, she goes in and tries to do this and something happens and I'll just let you, it's not a threesome. I'll tell you that much. But anyway, we come to find that, um, there's so much going on in Sheila's mind because this show is kind of like narrated through her own thoughts. Yeah. And all of those thoughts yeah. are just like the word, like she hates herself. dude. She fucking hates herself. She's just like, you know, 
she'll be driving and she'll wave at somebody and she's like, and you'll just hear it be like, that fat bitch, that fat cunt. She'll just like be going off, going off wow. on this person. But then she's like, but you're even worse. You're fucking disgusting. You're a fucking horrible person. And so, so this is the entire show, or at least the first three season, uh, episodes that I've seen. Wow. Where it's just her beating the living shit out of herself mentally. She will go, you know, start her day, drop the kid off at school, and then she'll like do a detour and she'll end up at this fast food restaurant where she orders. She's got an eating disorder and she orders crazy amount, like bags and bags of food. And then she taps into her because her husband loses her loses his job and she taps into their dwindling bank account. So I guess in that time, a hotel room is around 50 bucks. Right. So she's taking out 50 bucks every single day, going to this this place, taking off all of her clothes, eating all of this food. And then I assume which we don't see, at least haven't seen it yet, where she's purging it. I think she's bulimic. Is what it is. Uh, but that's her everyday routine. And it's super, super fucking dark and truly nothing funny about that at all. As far as like they don't try to put any kind of com- comic emphasis on it. This is undeniably a dark comedy. I'm just having trouble figuring out where the comedy is, if that makes any sense. Oh, so you haven't laughed out loud yet. It's not that kind of a vibe for me. There are things that are humorous in this. But I would say that people that have any kind of like uh you know, mental health issues or maybe are dealing with eating disorders or, you know, uh, we all have our own private hell. You know what I'm saying? So if this is something like where you are in your head like this and you're just beating the shit out of yourself, I'm not entirely sure that people are going to respond to the show positively. Do you know what I'm saying? There's 10 episodes. We're three in. I think the fourth one, ah, fourth one just dropped today, as a matter of fact. And it's interesting. It's good. It's very well written. And for some reason still falls under that, that, dark comedy kind of thing. Cause there's just some quirky behavior that happens with the cast of these people. But, um, it's, it's more like, it's kind of hard to watch in a weird way, but I'm truly fascinated by it. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well. No, you are. Um, it's just this, you're watching this dark thing happen to this woman and the way that she finds some kind of a thrill out of this or some kind of a benefit where it's, it's somehow improving her shitty life is she gets into aerobics. She, she's been following. We don't, I don't know quite, why she was, but there's this blonde woman that she keeps following. She's obsessed with her and she'll like follow her. And one day she follows her like, you know, she, she only follows her a little bit. One day she follows her all the way to work and she walks into the mall. She works in this, uh, like an aerobics place and she watches her. She's like the owner of this place and she works her way into this chick's life and then becomes an aerobic instructor herself. So I don't know where this story is going just yet. Basically right now she's just got her aerobics job and she's trying to bring in her own class of people that, again, talking about like that, that bitch or, you know, whatever in her head, she's bringing in all the people that are going to fail miserably, not because she wants to see them fail or maybe she does. I can't figure the character of Sheila out yet, dude. She's really, really fucked up and not in a good, like not in a good way. Like, (laughs) I mean, I guess there really is no good fucked up, but like I'm having trouble finding the humor in this, but for some reason I can't stop watching the show. What's the rating? Oh, you already rated it. Uh, no, I'm no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, no. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'll give this show so far for three episodes in. And, uh, because I'm intrigued and I need to see what's going to happen with this character. I'm going to go ahead and give this show a three out of five fully eaten sheet cakes. Oh shoot. That's a lot of, it's a lot of cake. (laughs) Jesus dude. Yeah. The fully eaten. Yeah. Fully eaten sheet cake. You know, speaking of did you, have you watched hacks yet? No, odd that you bring up hacks. Um, Paris Themen was one of the things we talked about. We're like, hey, have you? I hadn't seen the show. Brian had watched it, but he's like, that's the show that he was really into was hacks. And I have not seen it yet, but they that were both speaking show very is highly. Amazing, that's dude. That's what I hear. So I think I'm going to have to put that one on the list for maybe next week. Man, t- I watched the whole season already. You're the second one, third one to now say it in a week. So I guess I have to get on this. Oh, no. Yes. Yes, friend. Yes, friend. Because then I. I can't really even say anything about it until you watch it. Okay. Well, you could at least kind of give me the plot and then give me a rating. Why not? Oh, you know what? If I give you the plot, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna jump in today. Okay, All right. So um, come on, let's do it. So there's a uh, there's a let me let me get the I'm gonna even get the name for you, honey. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do that for me, man. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I did, I'm going that extra mile, Hudson. I like it. So um, uh, the cast. All right. So. There's a. Uh, there's I'll tell you now. A, I absolutely love Jean Smart, so I'm in. Dude, she's so good. So there's a um, a writer played by Hannah Ann Bender named Ava, and 
what happens is in this time where you put certain things on Twitter that'll get you caught up, she got caught up. She had a good writing job on a show. She got fired. And now no one will hire her around Hollywood because they're like, ooh, you're that girl that said that thing on Twitter. She's Pariah Carey. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, and she's like, but you knew what the joke was. They're like, yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're kind of untouchable. Even though you're great, you're kind of untouchable. What Gene Spar plays is um, she plays a, a stand-up comedian like Joan Rivers that had been doing this for ages, dude. And finally, uh, the person that owns the hotel says, I got bad news for you. She said, what? He's like, this is, you're not going to have your theater anymore. She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, she's like, he said, oh, the, uh, that magician that's really big is going to take your theater. And she's like, people still love me. He said, they just come because you've been doing it so long. You need some, you're just not that great. And so what happens is a job comes up where she's like, someone says, maybe you need a writer to keep you hip. And there's only one person available. And it's this really cool, cutting-edge writer. And it's the story of her writing jokes for this older woman who she thinks is a hack. Like, she's like, oh, you have pushed feminism so far back and da-da-da-da. And there's points where she's like, do you understand how many female uh, stand-up comedians there were before me? None. It was me. And I was like, oh, snap, she's telling the truth right now. She's been doing this before. She's like, it's cute that you have your little things you stand for now, but imagine doing it when I was doing it, where I was the only one fighting for me. And it was just beautiful things where they're learning how to respect each other. And she has to learn how to write for this older stand-up comedian. Like, instead of saying this, why don't you say this? And you know, she'll be like, oh, that's not funny. And later on, you'll kind of see her giggle like, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of funny. Didn't really look so, at it that way. Yeah, like that is kind of funny. I'll admit and it's so great because and especially the scene at how she gets hired. How she gets hired is such a great scene. It's such a fantastic show. And it honestly it kind of hit me deeper because I noticed even in the land of like R&B and hip hop, we throw away the people that have been doing it for years. Country music doesn't do that. Um country music will listen to them till Garth Brooks cannot put out an album for 20 years. And he can go back same with like Clinton Black and all these folks, whereas hip hop, R and B, uh, whatever other, a lot of other. No one's different... trying to hear Tone Loke today, is what you're saying. Exactly. Whereas it, the thing is, like, he still had hits, but we're like, next, next, next. That's what they're doing to comedians. This woman who set the stage, they were trying to just throw away and give. She's like giving my theater to this freaking magician. He's like, I'm not. We're still friends. I'm not looking at this as a friendship thing i'm looking for this as a money thing that magician that you're making fun of packs the house every day (laughs) i'm sorry so i give hacks easily 3.5 out of 5 3.5 out of 5 um telephone lies and you will get that when you watch the show all right i like that that's promising man i will definitely watch that one you're gonna love it what what else you got okay we got time for like one more one more. Okay, cool. Because I, I was on the fence about talking about one that I watched. I watched one episode and I'm confused as hell. It's a Stephen King story called Lisey's Story. Have you heard of this? No, but I've seen the um, I've seen the posters on my fire steak. Okay, listen. How about you utilize that fire steak for next week? Done. Watch the little Lisey's Story. We'll talk about that. Done. One. I want to give it. I'll just say I watched the first episode and there are a lot of Stephen King series where I'm just like, I'm out. This one, I'm just confused. <laughs> I like Julianne Moore. I'm just, I, that's, the cast is great. So it's, it's intriguing. It's a very interesting story, but it, the, if you watch the first episode only, you're like, what the hell? I don't even know what to think of this. So let me watch a few more. So let's, let's, let's come back to that. Okay. All right. So lastly, I'm going to go ahead and I sent this to you, uh, but I know you didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Wrath of Man. Interested in what you say about this. I've heard three different opinions. Okay. Well, Wrath of Man is a Guy Ritchie movie, and right. I'm really hit or miss on Guy Ritchie. Like, I'm big time hit or miss on Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Uh, it says, the plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week. It's written by Eric Besnard and Guy Ritchie, and it stars Jason Statham. Holt, listen to this cast. It's a pretty good cast. Jason Statham, Holt McKelney. Uh, Rocky Williams, Josh Harnett, Jeffrey Donovan, Scott Eastwood, Andy Garcia, Diobi oh, Apparel, Laz Alonzo. 
you know who Laz Alonso is, right? Your friend. My mother's yeah, milk. friend. My, yeah, my buddy. Boy. I've got a picture. I'm looking yeah. at him right now. He's no just big standing deal. right there in between uh, Brian and, and Kevin Shanks and this lovely no picture deal. we have from C2B. He's, I don't like to brag. He's our homie. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Anyway, Statham gets a pass from me. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, there's so many action movies out there. What was the one that we were talking about recently? Right? Went, that shit is so cliche. I don't give a shit who's in it. It was terrible. It was the Michael B. Jordan movie that came out recently. Oh, yeah. The Tom Clancy. That's without shit, remorse. So whack. But anyway. Usually these movies are going to just they're going to hit me one of two ways. I'm going to be like, that was just stupid and, and cliche and dumb. Or I like this one and I'm not entirely sure yeah. why I feel this way about Jason Statham. I don't know what it is about him that I like. I like his uh, he's always playing kind of like the straight guy, not like sexually, just that straight. I never smile. That can mate. fight for some reason. I never smile, mate. And I'll say yeah. some witty shit, but I won't laugh after I say it. You know, he's that guy. And he's an ass kicker. He's just this little bald dude that will fuck you up if you're not careful. And he totally is this this guy in this movie. Guess, I mean, go figure, right? But yeah, he's he's this guy that shows up at a job interview working for a, you know, an armored truck company. And in the beginning of the movie, a robbery goes down. These uh these two drivers, they get, you know, they get uh, ambushed. Mm-hmm. These people rob them. But on the outside, you see something else is going down. There is a third party involved where sh- people are getting killed and shit like that. But we never really get back to that. Okay. So when the movie's, you know, kicks in. Finally, you see Jason Statham in a job interview and he's getting this position and, you know, and they're, they're, it's Colt McCallney. You know who that is, right? Yes. So I like this guy and he's playing his, all their names are, it's one of those like man's clubs where no one has a real name. We're just going to give you all nicknames. So like Holt McCallney mm-hmm. bullet and the Rocky Williams is hollow Bob and sweat boy, sweat Dave is Josh Harnett. So they all have these nicknames and uh bullet Holt McCallney is interviewing him. And he's like, all right, so let's go out and test your skills. So he puts him behind a truck and he's kind of like, he does okay. Every test that he does from like firearms, you know, target practice to driving the truck, it's all kind of average. Yes. You know, it's like, well, you barely pass, but you're in. And then it comes to find out when shit gets, you know, crazy. Guess what? I'm H. I'm Jason Statham. Fooled you. And he's like a total fucking badass. And I got to tell you, man, like, I don't really want to say too much of the story because it's what like these movies you can crack the code pretty quickly. Barely quickly. They all have like, you know, some kind of a motivation. Yeah. I'll be like, I got it. Exactly. And that's exactly what's going to happen with this one. What you get, what you see is what you get is a Jason Statham action movie. But I, that said, I really enjoyed this one. Like I watched it. It's, it's a little long. I think it's just like a hair under two hours long. Jesus. That's Guy Ritchie though, dude. Yes, it is Guy Ritchie. And Guy Ritchie's all over this one. But for whatever reason, I enjoyed Wrath of Man. I don't okay. uh, I, I don't really see a lot of action movies. I never go to the theater to see action movies. It's very rare. Maybe now just because I've been so COVIDized that I'll be going to see things that I normally wouldn't see in the theater. Um, this one I probably would have just waited for for rental or something like that. But I got a hold of it. And uh, Wrath of Man 2021. It's an action crime thriller. Uh, you want to see some heists go down. You want to see a bunch of badass kills. You want to see Jason Statham doing his shit. Of course, this is the movie for you. So as a Jason Statham fan and uh, speaking for a Jason Statham type <laughs> of a movie, I will go ahead and give this movie a two point five out of five. Uh, let's see. Uh, what am I going to give this one here? Because he does some pretty cool shit every now and then. I- I'm just going to go ahead and give this one. Um, two point five out of five duffel bags. That's all. It sounds right up my alley because, mind you, I liked Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to like this movie, dude. If you it's can get down with fine. that, it's it's right up there with some of the better ones, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. So I will I will watch this movie this week and I will give you my opinion on it. I might. Dan, I might even rent it. Well, you don't need to because I've already rented it for you. I know, but I went on and it wasn't there. Oh, really? I can put it. I can get it back for you. Don't yeah. I was, I was like, let me watch it for the podcast. Don't rent it. You don't want to rent it. Like 1995 oh. to rent right now. I just Jesus. To, I just okay, ha- yeah. I should have uh, failed to say that. This is one of those uh, you know video on demand movies right now that's also playing in the theaters. So if you want to stay at home in the comfort of your home and no one's coughing, talking, taking their shoes off, all that kind of shit, watch it. And honestly, yes. it does just fine right there. But you're going to be spending 19.99. I had the little coupon thing where I got hooked up. So done. Deal. There it is. But it's totally all worth right. the watch, and I enjoyed it very much. I'm in, and that is all for us today because you know what i gotta go to work because i have to pay for the little uh 
the the fixing that I need from the stain on my wall. How else am I going to do that if I don't work, Dan? You could spend $17 on some white paint, but hey. I refuse. I refuse, Dan. <laughs> I refuse. Sorry, that's a Patreon thing. That's a Patreon thing, by the way. So you're going to have to listen oh, crap, to Patreon because that's what we were talking about. If not, we'll see you next week. No, you better get the Patreon. You know what I'm saying? You're missing out some good stuff, Dan. Dan was spitting knowledge today. You know what? If you're not careful, we might actually put an episode up every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Listen. And you know what? You know what Dan was spitting knowledge about? Joan Baez and Helen Reddy. (laughs) If you want to know how much he knows about these two amazing artists, listen to the Patreon today. And it'll give you... Yeah, I will also say that the episode starts off with a very rare Dan where I'm taking negatives and and focusing more on the positives that come from Wonderful. You know what I'm Wonderful. saying? Flipping I mean, he does. Bit. He still sprinkles some pepper amongst the salt. Very coarse pepper. <laughs> very coarse. Oh, I didn't get to talk about Ugly Delicious. That'll be next week. I love you guys so very much. The next portion you'll hear is Dan the Man. <laughs> Peace. I am Dan the Man, better known as Dan Ramirez. Folks, thanks for listening. I had a great time today. Steve, I had a great time with you, sir. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wunderbar. So anyway. We'll be back very soon. Look forward to the Patreon episode coming out this weekend. You will get this one probably a day before, and you'll know that because I just told you. With that said, we'll be back next week. We have one more Patreon to do, which will be coming next week for sure. Without fail, it's coming to you, all right? My name is Dan. That's Steve. We are the Heroes of Noise. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs) 